Hey, this is the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdonado, and I'm here with Connor Crean of Black uh, Barstool Sports and James from Brigade Review um, and Ask for Football. And we're going to um, talk about the latest with Coach Jeff, Army Coach Jeff Munkin and uh, Kansas and the possible marriage between uh, those two and uh, what the future might look for uh, the Army football program. Guys, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, Sal. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I guess we, we can just uh, first start off with what we know right now. Um, you know, what we know right now is uh, Jeff Munkin's been uh, reportedly one of the finalists, you could say, for the Kansas job. Um, from what we know at this moment, it looks like him and Lance Leopold of Buffalo are the finalists. There's stuff out there on uh, Twitter. I think it might be a little bit from the uh, Kansas, Kansas Jayhawk Nation about, you know, uh, an interview of uh, Jeff Munkin um, – you know, a deal with Jeff Munkin securing uh, between uh, Jeff Munkin and Kansas, but nothing's been officially announced. I haven't seen any of the national media um, uh, break that news yet. Um, from what I'm told, yeah, there's obviously there's interest there and it's real. And, uh, you know, Munkin's assembling a staff to prepare if the job is offered to him. So um, right there, we could start there, guys. Um, just kind of what are your, what are your thoughts on that right now? I know that, you know, Jeff Munkin from what he, what he's uh, done at Army for the last seven years, you have to put him right up there as one of the best coaches that West Point's had for the football program. I mean, you, what do you go back to Red Blake, right? I mean, and what Jeff Munkin has done. And um, just kind of how, how you guys feel about um, right now where the situation is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise to hear his name mentioned every year for the last three years. Uh, to get brought up as a potential candidate for this job, for that job. It's very clear that he's a very good coach. Uh, to go into a program like Army and turn around the program is is no small feat what he was able to do to change the entire culture, to win at the level that he's been able to win, to beat the teams he's been able to beat, and to go toe-to-toe with some of the premier teams in the, the country. So it's it's not surprising when – uh, and I apologize for that that car alarm. Um, it's not surprising when his name gets brought up. And honestly, I, I think he would be doing a disservice to himself to not entertain th- these these offers because you know it's it's important to know your worth. And uh, we we can't be so naive to think that this isn't a business. And you know, Coach Munkin uh, is is in this to to win football games and to um, do do right by West Point. But he also you know is a football coach that needs to know what he's worth. And I, I'd imagine his agent, who, who whomever that might be, would probably utilize this in, in future negotiations when um, talking about contracts. So uh, it, it, it's not surprising. I think it's uh, it's flattering for Coach Munkin. It's understandable. Um, certainly we don't want to lose him because, as you mentioned, uh, Sal, he, he's right up there in the pantheon of all-time great Army coaches already. Uh, so – Hopefully it doesn't pan out that way for him that he leaves us. James, your your thoughts? Yeah, and uh, as you sort of alluded to, Sal, uh, let's let's all kind of take a breath and pump the brakes here. Um, you know, not not one person with an editor has broken the story, right? The most legitimate person uh, that that has tweeted about this is a couple of SB Nation guys on their personal Twitter pages. So. These are a bunch of schmucks like us who happen to root for Kansas instead of Army. So let's let's all take a deep breath. 
Um, so that's first and foremost. Uh, in terms of, you know, if Munkin leaves tomorrow and we'll likely find out tomorrow because uh, that's when the rumored press conference uh, would be or announcement from Kansas would be, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this over on the Astro Football podcast quite a bit, but um, he was the first coach in a long time that came into Army and said, uh, we're not going to win football games despite being army. We're going to win football games because we're army. Um, and that, uh, that culture that, that he created, uh, for the army football team, um, was clearly a, a successful one. Um, and it was something players could get behind and, and it, the results show. So, yeah. And you know, what's funny. I think it's just it, for, as a fan base, this is the first time we've ever had a coach that's been desired <laughs> elsewhere. So this is new territory. It's like, Hey, when you have a really good coach, because, you know, for me, I, I look at Kansas as a step down, quite honestly. I get that it's the Big 12. Great. I know that, that that's a real big-time conference. Cool. But to go be middle of the pack at Kansas, is that better than, you know, winning the CIC and playing in, in one of the, the preeminent football games every season? Is that, you know, I, I don't think those two compare. So it, it's just funny, I think. When you have a good coach, as as we've had now for the last few years, this is just something that we would need to get used to. And the other thing, I, again, it goes back to it, it is a money thing. It, it, this is this is the nature of college football. It is a money thing. Uh, and and when you see your coach continue to get courted, that is discussed when you talk about not only him but all of his assistants and what their salaries are because these guys have families too. And and. And save for Mike Vitti, these guys don't have, you know, huge ties to West Point. They're here because they were hired to coach here. And, and I, I love our coaching staff, and I think they do a phenomenal job. And I think a lot of them uh, love West Point and, and want to stay here. Uh, but these these things have to be considered. And, and we're lucky to have um, – I think this is a good problem to have. Who was, the, uh, who was the coach in the 90s that won five in a row? I guess Bob Sutton? Yeah, he he was the last coach that you could, in terms of service academy success, could put on the level of, of Jeff Munkin, and he got fired in Philadelphia after an Army Navy game. So, like, th you're right. This is the first time, at least in any of our lifetimes, that that an Army coach has been desired um, elsewhere, and it's a it, it's a weird feeling. Um, and we can get into the merits of the Kansas program versus the Army program, and and that sort of thing. And, and if we want to, we can do that. I mean, uh, what jumps out at me is that Les Miles was making marginally more than Ken Nimitalolo was last year, or at least from supposed reports. So maybe it's really not that much of a money thing. Um, and if it is, you know, uh, it'd be interesting to see those numbers. I know they're all private, but, uh, you know, I, I can't see that it's that much of a money thing. And it's also not uh, considered I wouldn't consider it uh, unreasonable to think that Jeff Munkin would make more than less miles at, uh, at Kansas, but, mm -hmm. but who knows? I, I think right now I, I look at it. It's the right time for Munkin, but it's the wrong time for army. That's what I was thinking, uh, thinking when I, when, when this news is coming down today, because yeah. Um, you know, he's been, he's been in the running for other, other, um, Power five jobs. I mean, he was really seriously considered for Vanderbilt before they hired Notre Dame's defensive coordinator. And I look at it as it, you know, May, you know, now we're, we're, we're very close to May. 
this is not the opportune time for a head coach to leave the program. And then where do you go from here? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's tough on the program. It's tough on the players. It's tough on the commits. It's tough on the recruits. And, um, you know, like I said, I mean, he's earned like, and, and Connor, you said this, what his resume at West point is deserving of being considered for power five jobs. And I'm surprised he didn't land one after the 11 win season. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's crazy to me, and obviously I'm biased, but it's crazy to me how any power five job is just held at this high level as if there aren't bottom of the barrel power five jobs, which is exactly what Kansas is. That's a bottom of the barrel. It's not a football school. It's through and through, it's a blue blood basketball school. That I, I they do not they, they you know they've had a, a little bit of success in the in the last few decades, but nothing of real note. To where you would think like, oh, all right, maybe I, I would want to go there. I guess maybe as an ego check, hey, can I go turn around another program? I, I don't know. But is it is is winning, you know, six games in a power five conference for, for a competitive person, is that as enjoyable as winning 10, 11, 12, maybe 12 games and, and a CIC? I, I, I don't know. I, that that's a, that's a personal thing that I, you know, I won't pretend to answer for coach, but yeah, I, I, I don't a- see the appeal. This is a program that has won that hasn't won more than one game since 2008. You're kidding me. No, that's, that's the last time Kansas won more than one game. I didn't realize it was even that abysmal. Why? I mean, that oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's those are those are conference games. Okay, but still, I mean, but still, like that, that still, competitiveness I mean, 12, in your conference. The Big Twelve, and and let's talk about this for a second. The type of kid you're recruiting to play in the Big 12 is different than the type of kid you're recruiting to play at West Point. Agreed? Now, yeah. his brand of coaching, for all, for all intents and purposes, is, is, is old school in a lot of ways. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm speculating here, but I don't know that a, a, a Big 12-type player, if that's going to resonate with a, a kid in the Big 12 as well as it does with a kid at West Point. Yeah, and, and uh, further in Kansas, 2008 was also the last time they had a winning record, period. So not a football school. No, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter make that argument. You know, it, it's, is it really a step up? And I think, again, as you said, if it comes down to money, it comes down to money and the business is business. But I, I just, I, I real unless Kansas is going to shell out a lot more money than they did for less miles, a name brand coach. Right. You know, wh- why, why is this a money issue? Right. I mean, so, and, and we'll take this back, you know, obviously we've never experienced anything like this before. Um, you know, uh, in terms of other service academies, Navy lost Paul Johnson to Georgia tech, but there was a night and, and this goes back to, Hey, nothing in the press yet. Right. Th- there was a night, a Tuesday night in December, 2015, where everyone at all three service academies and across the country thought that Ken Nimitololo was going to be the next football coach of Brigham Young. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what happened the next day? And what, it, what, wasn't it? And that was all over the press. It was presumed to be true and nothing happened. So, so that goes back to pump the brakes a little bit. But um, I think he realized, hey, is BYU really a step up? You know, he had sort of personal ties there with religious convictions. So that's sort of a different story. Um, but but is it really a step up to go be an independent in Utah instead of being, uh, you know, in the uh, American or I don't know if it was the Big East back then or the American or what they were planning on joining at the time. I guess it was the American by then. Um, but is it really a step up? And, and you know what Navy did, they turned around and they said, you know what? 3 million is what we'll pay you. And uh-huh. and so they, they upped the ante and, and we'll see if something similar happens here. If that's even what's on the table. 
So yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I certainly don't know the particulars. Um, you know, and I, I just, I guess it because maybe I just hold coaching such a high regard that I, I, I would like to think that it would, that it wouldn't just be a money thing. Um, you know, maybe there have been other, you know, other parts of the deal that have been offered to him that make it a little bit more appealing. Um, but I, I just, uh, I think he's, he's more of a man of principle. And again, I don't, uh, you know, I don't sit and have dinner with coach every night and, and, and talk personal. <laughs> I wish things. I did. All right. <laughs> I wish I did, but, um, you know, uh, I, I just, I, I just, I, I think higher of him than, than to think that something like this would happen. Sal, as you mentioned at this time of the year, like if you were to have left for Vanderbilt when that, that whole thing was going down in the, in the winter, that makes more sense. I just have knowing him the the very little bit that I do, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who in 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 May would say, "All right, see you guys later and and figure yourselves out." But then that goes to another point in terms of if it were to happen, who do you bring in? Do you bring somebody from the outside or do you stay within? So that's a whole other discussion for another yeah, time. And, and and even even like let's talk about money for a second. Like even oh. if even if it's about money per year, right? How long do you think Jeff Munkin is going to be the coach of Kansas? If, if they right. go six and six, how long is he going to be the head coach of Kansas? Jeff Munkin can be Army's head coach for the next 20 years if he wants to. He'll have mm-hmm. a damn bronze statue outside Mikey. So is it really more money if, you gotta, if you're going to get fired from Kansas in a few years? And, and this isn't a Munkin-specific thing. This is any coach. If you're yeah. successful where you are and you're going to go to a perennial loser in the Big 12, is that really a money boost? I mean, over the next four or five years, sure. But beyond that... I, I'm, I'm not sure the money really makes sense there. Maybe, maybe he's going to leave for a different reason because of the money. Again, we're not Jeff Munkin, but um, just more to think about. Yeah. I, I just think it's more prestigious because realistically is Kansas going to challenge for the big 12 title anytime soon? Probably not. Now I, I don't know that you could put Nick Saban in there and, and have that happen. I just think they're that poor of a program. So would you rather, you know, maybe go, you know, win six to eight games and, and be kind of middle of the level in the Big 12? Or would you rather get Army to 20 CICs and, and be remembered forever as one of the greatest coaches in, in Army history and also cement your legacy, not just at Army, but one of the greatest co- coaches in college football, the, the, the man who turned around Army and then made it something to be respected all over the country. Yeah, and and – you know, remember how the Big 12 works, right? So there are eight teams, they round robin, and the top two go to the championship game. So yeah. it's not that you have an off year where everyone in your division stinks and you can win the division and get to the championship game. Like, no, you're playing a round robin. You have to play everybody else, and you need to win out of those seven games at least five in order to get to that championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's no easy task. And, and honestly, you know, if you look around the country and you think about who are the coaches who could do it. Yeah. He's absolutely on the short list of somebody who could uh, alter their, their culture and, and, and turn their program around. Uh, I just think that's a very, very, very difficult task for anyone, for anyone. Yeah. We're getting a lot of comments here uh, on, on the podcast and uh, maybe we can go through some, go through a few and see what, you know, you guys think, um, you know, uh, Connor, they want uh, El Presidente to be a booster and, and give Jeff all the money. You know? I, mean, that's- I mean, that's not outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> Dave likes to say he's an army guy, so I don't know. Stay tuned. 
And we have um, what is the attraction to Kansas? We've been kind of over that too. Um, Dorothy, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I, 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 I can't think off the top of my head. Where is the University of Kansas located in the state of Kansas? It's Lawrenceville, right? Lawrence, okay. Yeah, but I have no idea where it is. I've, uh, yeah, all right. So I've never been there. I, I can't imagine it's it's. I, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> or Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's another uh, comment here. Do you think he was spooked by the honor, honor code incident and old grad reaction to it? I would say no. No, because he's a head coach. Guess what? If it's if it's not an, if it's an honor code incident in Army, guess what? It's it's a it's a drinking problem at Kansas. It's it's every college you go to, you're dealing with 18 to 22 year old kids. Yes, I think we have kids who are you know ab above the fray in, in a lot of regards, and you have to worry about them a lot less. But I think you're going to have problems like that with your team. I, if you show me a head coach who doesn't have some sort of off the field incident in a given year. Uh, at, at some point during his tenure, and you know, I'll, I'll say you're a liar. Yeah, uh, James, you um, you asked for a football hat on a uh, Army athletic director Mike Buddy last week, and I remember you guys asking about uh, giving a monk in a lifetime contract and if he would do it or not. And this is before kind of what what's hitting us uh, this week. Um, just just t talk us through that interview and what Mike Buddy had to say about Jeff Monk. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that, definitely go do that. Cause I mean, we had a ton of fun making the podcast and we hope that you guys have a ton of fun listening to it. Uh, but, uh, Mike buddy was very gracious to come on the podcast. Uh, and we had a great time talking to him. He is an incredible human being. He said, uh, our host Jordan asked, uh, you know, Kansas just hire or just extended bill self, the basketball coach on a lifetime contract would you consider doing that with Jeff Munkin? And he, without missing, like before Jordan was done asking the question, he said 100% yes. And he goes, it, it, it's telling that uh, in the middle of an FBI investigation without an athletic director, Kansas did this because colleges value stability so much. Um, and he said, absolutely, he'd do it. And then, you know, we, we mentioned these rumors. We said, you know, we hear all the time that Munkin's a candidate here or there and, you know, do we, are we prepared for that? And I, I have the quote here for you. Um, Mike Buddy said, if Coach Munkin leaves tomorrow, we'll have a template in place to find his replacement. Um, he talked a lot about how he finds coaches in general um, for all sports. Uh, and, and he left us with that. So. Um, and that's the other reason, you know, if, if it does in fact come to fruition and he leaves, we're so blessed between uh, Mr. Buddy and General Williams to have such great leadership at the school that I'm confident we would find somebody to come in and be the head coach. And I don't know that we would really miss a beat. Um, we're really, really fortunate that we're also, you know, going back to, to years past, different coaches, different athletic directors. And now we have all the pieces in place, you know, superintendent, athletic director coach uh, and that's you know a big difference maker so it's uh very very fortunate that we have great leadership in mr buddy and general williams and and and, and mike buddy again made it seem like he's there for the long haul as well he, he really mm -hmm. enjoys it it's the right fit for him and um and so I'm, I'm confident uh that he's there for all the right reasons and i think his quote was if i need something done i have a rabbit colony of colonels to help me so <laughs> um i think we all quite enjoyed that yeah, and you know what, something else I think that that need that bears mentioning is what, what's the trajectory of Army's program right now? 
We have, you know, we're coming up another CIC season. We have a lot of marquee games coming up. We have a huge renovation to Mikey Stadium. And, and I listened to that interview, James, and I thought Mr. Buddy made a great point that West Point can be that, that, that college football team for the New York City area, mm-hmm. and there's no reason it can't be. And now you introduce a stadium with these luxury boxes, and you talk about somebody like a, you know, a Dave Portnoy, people who, who have the means to, to sponsor these types of boxes and want to get involved in a college program. So all these things considered, Army's going like this right now, and I'm I'm not trying to like dump on Kansas, but what's what's the upside of Kansas there? Other than hey, if I go there and turn them around, then everyone continues to tell me, uh, you know, that I'm great because he is a great coach. But I don't I don't see what the other upside is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm like dumping on this other opportunity, <laughs> kind of like manifested that he doesn't go anywhere. But. We just got a comment, which is a good one. How many other impactful coaches run the triple option? And that's a, a, a big distinction, right? So let's assume for a second that Kansas is going to announce that uh, uh, Jeff Munkin is their head coach tomorrow. So that assumption aside, when we hired Jeff Munkin, we fired our coach because we wanted him, right? Like, like he was the clear and obvious choice to be the next head coach of Army. Mm-hmm. That choice isn't out there right now, right? There, there's, there, uh, we know that there's a, a contingency plan in effect, but when Boo Corrigan brought in Jeff Munkin, it was obvious that he was doing it, right? Um, and, and there weren't any questions. The questions now are, number one, who's the interim head coach? What are we doing for the next, you know, for the, the remainder of the spring, you know, whatever the spring game's coming up and the summer training. And then number two, Who's head coach on game one if it's not the same interim head coach? Um, because that question is definitely not obvious where it was uh, when Munkin started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you have great leadership uh, in terms of the coaching staff. Um, so I, I think whoever the interim would be would, would be a good fit. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to start throwing out names because I don't want to speculate anything. But I, I think – I don't know that you go with an interim and then there's somebody else out there, as you mentioned, James, who would be better than what would our interim be. So why wouldn't we just stick with who we have? Cause I think the gentleman on the staff right now, if we put one of them in place as the head coach, I think that'd be a good, a good plan. It's continuity too, right? It's continuity. It keeps um, your schemes in line. It also keeps, you know, your 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 recruits and your commits in line also yeah not to mention the the learning curve if you're coming off the street and you know nothing about west point and your first summer is wait i don't get to have my guys here 24 7 every day because they have to go do this training over here that, that that's a huge learning curve for a college football coach yeah, and you and Connor, you talked about you know the upside of West Point, and this is going to be a talented team coming back too. I mean, this is most of the starters are back on this team from a nine and three team, mm-hmm. and you know a team that took Cincinnati to the fourth quarter, a team that nearly beat West Virginia in the bowl game. I mean, those are you know West Virginia Power Five, Cincinnati top ten team. I mean, this is a team that is primed for another successful season this year. And that's that's the other thing, Sal. I, I think. There's a little unfinished business with, with, with Coach Monk and an Army because we've been right there for the last few years. 
beating a power five school and we've all watched it and we're just, I mean, one or two things goes our way and, and we got to win against one of these bigger schools. And I think that's something that you really hang your hat on that. Not only did I turn this program around, but then I took my boys up against the, uh, you know, so-called best in, in the country and we beat them too. I and, think and by the way, like that's something that uh, similar to army, and, and I sort of see because they had Nemo first. Navy did that a few times. Mm-hmm. They were on the doorstep. The best win they got was against an overranked Houston, right? Mm-hmm. An overrated Houston. And if he's the one, if he's the academy guy that can pull off a power five top 10 win, he's got something on the other two academy coaches. Yes. Yes. I absolutely agree. N- Navy was a two point conversion away from sending Ohio State to overtime. And then a few years later, Armies in Norman and Ann Arbor, uh, actually in overtime. So, so, so there's that. And another shameless plug here for the Asper football. I had an article this week, uh, previewing, uh, a few of the games, including the Wisconsin game, um, possibilities there. Wisconsin yeah. was supposed, Wisconsin was supposed to be an undefeated team last year, ma- going into the big 10 championship game. Why did they mess up? Because they had a lot of penalties and they love to put the ball on the turf. And they threw interceptions. So th- that is a prime game for picking if you're an Army head coach and you want to pick off a Power 5 opponent. Yeah, I, I just I just think – I think you, you take a lot of pride in saying, hey, your kids are bigger and, and they're faster than our kids, but we're going to out-tough you and we're just going to beat you. We're going to put our hand in the dirt and that's how we're going to beat you. I think there's something to be said for that versus, you know, if you go win some games at a big 12 school, like, okay, well you should, you're, you're getting big 12 type recruits. Like why aren't you winning? And then that's the other thing you kind of alluded to earlier too, James. I don't know how long his leash is at at Kansas, you know, a bunch of six win seasons, seven win season. I I don't know how long they put up with that. I feel like the, uh, I don't know. Kansas might put up with that for a long time. Yeah, that true. About it. yeah that's a good point. If they, <laughs> if they triple their conference wins each year. They're probably pretty happy. Right. Um, so. yeah. And, and, uh, remember there, we had another bunch of great comments here, but, uh, Munkin had that big signature win, uh, in, uh, in Gainesville against Florida when he was down at Georgia Southern and he hasn't had that yet. You know, his biggest, right. His that's what I'm talking wins. about. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he must be hungry for it because he's had it before. Yeah. yeah. And he had it with a program that he brought to – I mean, he did that with an FCS program that he brought into FBS. So mm-hmm. he knows that he's capable of doing it with Army. Um, yeah. I think he just uh, – I mean, I, if I were him, I'd really want to do that. Look at the Kansas I, fan t- chime in with they'll take a three-win season at Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I, I, I know I not – listen, Kansas fans, I get it. I lived through it. You know, I was on, I, I, I did it myself. So I know that, that what that pain feels like. Uh, but now I know what the other side feels like. And I don't want to lose that feeling. Not to say that if he leaves, we're all, all of a sudden going to start losing all our game. But, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing we have here with Coach Monk. And uh, so, you know, why, why mess with a good thing? No doubt. We, um, yeah, like you said, we, James, with the comments here, um, you know, on Kansas football, we, we kind of wore that out a little bit, you know, on the Kansas football side. Uh, you know, I, some, some mentioning, I, I don't know if we want to get into this a little bit, but if Munkin would to leave, you know, who who would he take? And uh, there's a little bit of a fear that the defensive coordinator, Nate Woody, might go with him. 
And what Nate Woody did in one season as Army defensive coordinator was quite amazing during a pandemic year. And uh, like like we said before, a lot of that talent is back. And, you know, it, they, they led the nation in total yardage allowed last year under Nate Woody in his first season. And, you know, he's uh, he certainly is, no doubt, proved to be an asset. So you know, there's some concern over that if he were to leave, if uh, who he takes with him, so to speak. I will say that uh, one of the most underappreciated aspects of Jeff Munkin, and you hear it talked about sometimes, but it, it's not talked about in the bigger realm of college football, is his ability to bring in quality coaches, train them up, and turn them into, I mean, we saw this with Jay Bateman, he, he turned them into national brand coaches. Um, and if he leaves, that is something that uh, I, I think we'll miss. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that. I mean, that that was sort of something that we didn't expect from Coach Munkin coming in, and now we sort of take it for granted. And and it's a big question mark. Like you could bring in the best coach in the world, but he might be awful at that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, there's no coincidence that we've had a lot of assistant coaches poached in the last five years. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a reason for that. Um, and again, I don't begrudge those guys um, for taking other opportunities, uh, but James. There's there's a reason he he has an eye for talent when it comes to coaches and 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 I think molding them and and teaching them what they need to do to be successful and that shows. Your James, great point because you look at like a David Corley went to Penn State. Um, they had a special teams coach go to Arkansas. You know, we had Chad, a coach or two go to Illinois this year. Yeah, uh, Chad Wilt, who was a defensive line coach, went to Cincinnati and now he's at Minnesota, I believe. So I mean, there is that. But then you have the guys like a Tucker Wall, who's um, been around the program. You're probably familiar with Tucker Wall, Connor. Um, mm-hmm. Been around the program forever, and those guys are—he's a guy who 100, percent you know, is, bleeds the West Point black and gold. You know, I mean, he's a guy who, if if Coach Munkin were to leave, that's a guy you definitely want to have on your staff who knows the academy. You know, him and John Luce also. You know, so I mean, a good point with the the, the talent that. Jeff Mulkin has had in the co- and the coaching staff too. So, yeah, and I mean, I think that's you know, not to take any credit away from Coach Woody because he did a phenomenal job, but the fact that Coach Munkin saw what he saw in Coach Woody to bring him in and do what he did in a year again. When we lost Coach Bateman, I was like, oof, that's going to be tough. And then you know, two years later, he brings in Coach Woody, and we have the number one defense in the country. So, yeah, I, and, I, and go ahead. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's so undervalued. I think in 20 years, we're going to be looking back and say, you know, okay, we'll look at Nick Saban's coaching tree and we'll look at, you know, uh, Urban Meyer's coaching tree. And then you're going to see a bunch of great coaches and you're going to see Jeff Munkin's coaching tree and big time college football fans that aren't familiar with service academies are going to say, who the hell is that? And Mm -hmm. why do they have such an impressive, uh, impressive coaching tree? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, I wonder, and this is just so outside the box here, and I recognize that, but I, I wonder how much social media had to play into this, right? Because how many clips in the last few years of Coach Munkin have gone viral to where, <laughs> yeah. right? Like people don't pay attention. Most people, unless you're like a super die, even super diehard college football fans don't really pay too much close attention to Army. How how much quieter Coach Munkin's success would have been if not for all those videos in the locker room and everyone sharing them and saying, "Oh man, I want to play for that guy." Um, but just that's that's the type of thing when 
you go out to other schools and you're talking to your boosters and you're saying, we want to hire Jeff Munkin. They're, they're not saying, wait, who's Jeff Munkin? They're like, oh yeah, that guy. I remember seeing his video yeah. and, and one video can be a difference maker for some of these people who are maybe just casual fans, but huge donors. So I, I got a question for you. Other than Charlie Weiss and Les Miles, how many Kansas head coaches can you name? Uh, Mangino. And that's probably yeah. the end of the list. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I did look at a story the other day. So Turner Gill was also, uh, I believe, a Kansas coach, the former Nebraska quarterback. I think he coached at Kansas too. I could be. Yeah. yeah so, I, I mean, I, I, I pulled up the list. I knew the same three as you, Connor. That was, yeah. that's it. So if it's an, if it's an ego check thing, it's a really bad decision, I guess. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I won't pretend to be inside his head, but I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. That's the social and, media. and there may be nothing to get, right? Right. I mean, right. So. We're all, we're all, it's, it's funny. You mentioned Sal earlier, like people were talking like this is a done deal. According, according to whom, you know, like I, I think uh, it's a done deal according to KU football insider, six, eight, three, two, who has two <laughs> followers and, you know, thinks he's in the know. But in reality, as you mentioned, there's nobody of note that has made this official yet. So uh, until I hear something, like that i'm i'm not i'm concerned clearly but um i'm not ready i'm concerned i I won't be nervous until i see something written from somebody who has an editor who needs to provide sources yes like that will that will make me really nervous yeah Yeah, i had a a couple people like email me and say why don't you have it why don't you have the news on coach malkin uh going to kansas it's like because (laughs) i don't have any concrete sources telling me that he is going to kansas you know, mm-hmm. so um, just because you're right, just because a Kansas super fan or Kansas, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> the rivals or, you know, um, they're they're reporting this. Um, they have we all have our sources. And right now, um, right now, I don't have anybody telling me concrete. Yeah, he took an interview. We get it. You know, yeah, he's again. Ken, he's Ken Nemo, yeah. Nemo took an interview with BYU and that, as we know, didn't happen. So um I, I'm I'm a little nervous, but I'm not I'm not gonna get worked up over it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really just I'm really surprised maybe by you know I was talking about this uh, today about Kansas right the way they've approached this um, search and the way they've approached you know, filling their AD uh, position too. It's a little bit it was a little bit on the methodical side at first, right? It was a little slow pace, and now all, all of a sudden here we go. I mean I don't see. Why can't if Munkin is the guy hypothetically? Can you let the guy coach in the black black and gold game and then announce that he's your guy? I mean, that's just me personally speaking. But I mean, do you have to do you have to announce tomorrow? Um, I, that, that's just that's just a thought for me. You know, just they, they took their time. They were a little bit methodical in what they did with Lance Miles. The AD steps down first. You have to have an AD in place, right, to hire a head coach. And now, yes, it's in full gear and. I don't know. I, I just uh, you hear okay, it's going to be the end of the week, right? Maybe and now, or maybe even next week. And now you're hearing it's tomorrow might be the announcement. So um, I don't know. I just th- think that you know. You know what's interesting? I'm sorry. I, I just thought I had this thought, and I, I need to interrupt. I apologize, Sal. But no, no. It's, it's funny. Like we're talking about how difficult it would be for a coach to come into West Point in, in May and be ready for this season. Wouldn't that be equally difficult for Coach Munkin to go to Kansas? in may and get ready for a season yeah it, it would be uh that i guess that's why you you, know, you hear about he has his uh, coaching staff in place you know 
I think not to be naive at all, but you know, he's had his name out there, right. For other positions, he probably has a game plan and what he wants to do at a power five school already, you know, written down or somewhere in place. So it, it would be pretty difficult. Like I don't think Kansas fans, I mean, can, can Munkin in a couple months turn Kansas in right off the gate and uh, go three and zero to start the season. I haven't looked at their schedule, but you know, I mean, you're right. There, there's a difficulty level there too. So. Yeah, and you're not, you're not bringing anybody, whoever you got right now at Kansas is who you got. You can't bring in anybody new at this point. So that, that would, I, I don't know. He, he, Coach Munkin just strikes me as a little smarter than, than going somewhere at this point. So I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, we've we've talked about this pretty uh pretty extensively. Um, is there anything else you guys have, have want to add, or is there any uh, anything else you would like to talk about with with, with the uh, the latest? Here's the last thing I'll say. I mean, so long as we keep having eight to twelve win seasons, his name's going to get brought up. So I guess we're going to have to get used to it. Uh, I, I I just don't know how often his name is going to get brought up where it's going to be a scenario that I believe is a step up for him and, and, and seen as something where it would be a good move for him versus just sticking with us un, until he's 90 years old. Like eventually, like eventually the guy is, is, is going to no longer coach. He's going to have to retire at some point. So we will have to face facts that he will leave us at some point and we'll <laughs> deal with that. But I just hope it's not this year. James, you have anything to add? Uh, number one, I hope that if this is uh, as true as some of the rumors say it is, that uh, that Mike Buddy is doing his best to keep him here, and I'm sure that he is. Uh, and then n- number two, you know, um, let's all let's all take a breath. You know, again, yeah. like <laughs> we, we might find out tomorrow that Lance Leopold is the next coach of of uh, Kansas football, and this is all a ploy by the Kansas AD to make people happy with the Lance Leopold hire because people don't want to have the option. So, uh, you know, take a breath. Um, he's his own man. He can explore his options and, a, a, and a smart man would. Um, mm-hmm. So taking an interview is taking an interview. A lot of people would do that. Um, so he's exploring his options. That's all we know at this point. He took an interview. He has an agent. That's what anyone would do in this situation. Um, it's what other service Academy coaches have done in the past. So, We'll leave it at that, and and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You guys want to plug uh, your social medias or where people can find you? Yeah, I'm at Captain Cons everywhere. Um, and as uh, Sal mentioned, I, ho- I co-host uh, Zero Blog Thirty, the military podcast over at Barstool Sports. Cool. I uh, I'm at Brigade underscore Review, uh, and I'm with all the As for Football guys. I'm with them now, and. Uh, having a blast. So as for football on Twitter, as for football.com, I do a lot of writing uh, with them and, uh, and we have our podcasts, which you can find anywhere. So, and, and please feel free to subscribe to black Knight nation on all the uh, podcast platforms, Apple, Amazon, um, Spotify, and check out our YouTube page, uh, black nation.com. Um, like I said, when, when I have something concrete, it'll be up, you know, right now uh, we're just, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of noise out there and uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But, James and Connor, really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just want to give James and, and his ads for football crew a little credit for something mm-hmm. that you that you guys posted a tweet that's like, hey, we'll post something when it's officially official. Because I think there are certain outlets 
that people go to for their, their army football news. And when you post something that ultimately might turn out to not be true, you get people spun up into a frenzy and that's not nice to do to people's emotions. So don't do <laughs> that, that. That's what Kansas is doing right now. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, again, we're, we're going to, we're, we're not breaking news over at Azure football. We're offering uh, our thoughts, uh, our unsolicited opinions, and we hope you enjoy them. Um, so if you want them, head over there, but we're not going to try to break news or scoop you. So, yep. And Thank shout you, out to Dan. Dan, I asked for football for a little bit of a Twitter, uh, Twitter <laughs> thread or rant tonight uh, before we came on. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Again, uh, we'll, we'll be once uh, there is something official, we'll definitely be back here and uh, talk about it. So uh, guys, have a great night. Thanks, Sal. Thanks, James. Thanks for having us, Sal. See you, Connor.